following program is a presentation of Fox Sports Radio Charlotte, the free Fox Sports app, available from Apple or Google Play, and always online at foxsportsradiocharlotte.com. It's time for the Uptown Sports Crowd. Here's Mackie Gallagher with Ben Cole. Good morning, Charlotte. And welcome to another edition of the Uptown Sports Crowd. My name is Mackie Gallagher. I am alongside, as always, my main man, my partner in crime, Benjamin Cole. And we are the host of the Uptown Sports Crowd, your Queen City pregame tailgate show. You can find us every Sunday on FoxSportsRadioCharlotte.com. You can listen over the airwaves at Fox Sports Radio Charlotte, 94.7 FM, 1660 AM. And you can also download the Fox Sports Radio Charlotte mobile app. I say all of these things because there are so many ways you can listen to us. And there's only, there's one more way. There's one more. What and is if, it? If you can't get up at 9 AM and you can't listen to the show, you can catch us streaming on any platform that you listen to your podcast, Spotify, Apple Music. I'm personally a Spotify, a Spotify guy. Um, I hope you are too, Ben. Yes, okay. I am. I, I actually, I'm about to say, we're going to have to rethink the show if you're not a Spotify guy. I transferred guy. to like the dark side. The dark I, uh, side. Are you calling Spotify the dark side? I don't know, I guess. Please don't. <laughs> Spotify, I think, might be my favorite app ever. But Ooh. but we're, so so you used to be an Apple Music guy. Well, I was an Apple Music guy because Apple Music did that promotion where they were like, here's three months free. Yes, very true. And I was like, ooh, three free months. (laughs) I'm not turning that down. Uh, So I signed up, and then when it expired, I was like, yeah, no. But I really, and then I went to Spotify, hated the free version of Spotify. Yeah, I mean, all the the ads and everything. And you can't even choose what song you want if you, like, make a playlist or Mm -hmm. something. So I was like, I I guess I I just gotta buy it. It was funny because when I got Spotify Premium, it was in high school, and I thought that like ten ninety nine or that nine ninety nine was just the the biggest expense I've had oh, in yeah. my life. Like when every month when that I would look at my bank account, I'm like, what? I went from eleven to one dollars. What happened? And then it's in Spotify, <laughs> but I was like, I need my BGS. I need my sticks, Boston, J. Cole, all the random music I listen to. I say random music, and those are like some of the most known bands from <laughs> classic rock and then in rap and hip-hop today. But, no, very happy you're a Spotify person. I was an Apple Music uh, I was an Apple Music guy. I, try, I tried to go from Spotify to Apple Music. Sophomore year of college, everybody was using Apple Music that I was around. I was like, well, I don't want to be left out. And yeah. I went to it, and within like three months, I was like, this is awful. It's, it's not the best. And I don't know if it changed recently. Um, and this is awful just for me. That's why, like, that app just didn't appeal to my needs. I don't know if it changed recently, but one thing that Spotify has that I really enjoy are the daily mixes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if Apple Music they has do. any. They do? Yeah. Have they always had that? I don't know. Because I feel but... like, I mean, I was a sophomore in college in 2016, so I feel like back then they did not have that. And I'm all about the daily mixes. Like, let me hear songs that I have saved. Let me hear a little. Let me hear let some me hear things some recommendations. that are similar. The yeah, recommendations. Yeah. Throw something new my way. Yeah, I found a lot of good artists uh, through the daily mixes. Exactly. But you know who is a big Apple Music guy? Who is it? And he he's adamant. He's posted polls and been like, "Oh, you guys are." Oh, wrong. he's like, oh, he's posted polls. Oh, on. Yeah, I always post a- polls <laughs> when I and when it's about a hill, I will die on. And and that is how he feels. But William Walker, our William. Good friend. Um, Will is a, Walker is a big Apple Music guy, and uh, why, shout out Will right now, oh. real quick before we get to the shout out because this is a very cool shout out. But like, why is he ruining my segue? Why is he a big <laughs> Apple Music guy? I think he's just always had it loyalty, loyalty, <laughs> brand That's it. loyalty. Man, I'm sorry I ruined your segue for that. It's okay. It is the one thing though. It's weird. Like you know, Apple people mm-hmm. are usually Apple across the board, and you would think like you know, 
all these people have iPhones. We have iPhones. Yep. We would be Apple Music guys. Yeah. But Spotify, it's the one thing where it just, it's just they a, control I know. the I know. population. I'm like, like, Apple just has a chokehold on us, but mm-hmm. Spotify, that European music company. Yeah. I but, just need it. But anyways, to continue the segue, William Walker, William, uh, is a very good NHL player, EA NHL player. I was about to say, this man is in the National player. Hockey League? <laughs> he, he almost went. Uh, I, I will say, if he didn't get injured, that man had a chance. But uh, really? he was a national champion for the AAA Junior Hurricanes. Uh, when he was 16, he was playing U18. Snap, snaps. Yeah, but um, always a really good hockey player in real life. But he's also one of the best EA NHL players on uh, Xbox. But this man is currently playing... In a tournament, like the Stadium Series tournament, like an esports tournament. That's crazy. He's in like the Elite Eight or something <laughs> out of a bunch of people, but it's like $2,000 for first. And, That's crazy. Uh, I think he's going to win it. He's playing, his, he said his first matchup is someone that he beat like 8 1 last time. <laughs> That's crazy. So it's 1v1. It's no team. It's, one, it's just it, so online 1v1. Yeah. You, you, so it's Ultimate Team. Okay. Similar to a lot of FIFA people out there, I feel like they know FIFA mm-hmm. Ultimate Team where you can like customize. you build players from around real players. It's like fantasy in a way, yeah. but you play with that arrangement of uh, players. And, uh, yeah, so just 1v1 online. See, and that's fascinating to me because, you know, like, I was, I, I still like video games. I was a huge video game nerd, middle and high school. And, you know, my mom would be like, so wh- where do you see yourself going with life? I was like, I want to <laughs> Pro be a professional yeah. Call of Duty players. I would do, like, league play. I would, yeah. uh, like... MLG. Yeah, they would have qualify like qualifiers to kind of do what Will is doing. Like, yeah. you just have to do well in these certain tournaments. Then you get an actual email from the company. That's, that's what this is. And that's what Will got, which yeah. is crazy. I know you sent me the screenshot for it. And it said, hi, Will. We want to <laughs> welcome you to this, like, stadium sports tournament. I was like, he's living the dream. Right. I want to do that with Call of Duty. I have some friends I want to do that with Rocket League. But that's crazy that – and one thing I find fascinating with uh, the NHL, the EA NHL game, because I know you and Will played a lot, is y'all play a lot of the same people. Exactly what you just said. He already knows this guy. He has beat him 8-1. to one. Uh, I remember when y'all do 2v2 teams online. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, in the world, y'all y'all are pretty decent. Uh, I've seen like the top st- couple hundred. That's what, world, I've seen yeah. the st- – like, couple hundred, like, in the world for a video game is insane but i remember like you would say i would get a text one night and ben would just be like man we just lost to this team that we played like three times in the last three weeks and we lost by one in overtime every time or something like that Mm -hmm. and i just think it's fascinating that there's that community of you know this ea nhl game and especially when you're on such a high level it's it's like playing a real sport like y'all are in the same conference like you're always just crossing paths who's going to win this one exactly yeah Man, that's crazy. Shout out, Will. Shout out, Will. Will's an avid uh, listener of the Uptown Sports crowd. We greatly appreciate his attention on Sunday mornings. A uh, big Michigan fan. Unfortunately, rip him. Uh, rip him. Also a Detroit Red Wings fan. <laughs> rip him and post-2010. Uh, like, and a uh, Dallas Cowboys fan. <laughs> he is down bad. <laughs> Will, he needs some you milk. need this win. <laughs> no, man. But no, that's awesome. I love seeing my friends thrive, especially in cool things like that. How many times do you really come across somebody like people that want like they want to be streamers, they want to be mm-hmm. a professional gamer? But like, how many times do you come across people that actually get that email from the company saying you are invited to this tournament? Yeah, come play. Come, come, come to play. the embassy. <laughs> come to come to the embassy and sign some papers. We want you to defeat this guy again, <laughs> nine to one this time. No, Will Walker, what a guy. Will Walker, WW, my shining star, to WW, my shining star. That's a Breaking Bad reference. Big fans of Breaking Bad on the show and Better Call Saul. Now, 
we're also big fans of the Panthers, or at least I am. Ben's a Giants guy. He just uh, lost in the playoffs. <laughs> me. Yeah, he just lost in the playoffs last week. Um, we don't uh, don't really care about it. Don't care about the Giants on the no. show today because you want to know why? There's a huge story. There's a huge there is. there's huge news in the Queen City. If you're listening to the show, you already know it. We haven't had a chance to talk about it, so we're going to do that right now. Frank Reich is the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Now, when you saw the news break a couple of days ago, what was your initial reaction when you got that When you got that alert? My initial reaction was kind of like expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought both. I thought it was a win-win. Both guys were going to be deserving of it. Yep. I thought it was expected. Now, who's the other guy in both guys? Steve Wilkes. Okay. I thought it was expected to be Reich because I think going into the interview process, Tepper's mindset was already determined it was going to be an offensive-style team moving forward. I agree with that. I think he he wanted to put an emphasis on offense, and Frank Reich kind of comes in with that background and philosophy, and I think it matched up the best. Uh, like I said, though, I think it was it was going to be a win-win situation mm-hmm. regardless. Both guys would have been a good choice. Wilkes finished the year super strong last year and was definitely deserving of it. Um, but there's just been too little offense over the last several seasons, and Reich offers a chance to kind of change that identity. No, that's true. I think, and I think that's exactly what the hire was saying was uh, this team moving forward definitely wants to go uh, more offensive heavy. Uh, they want to. They want to have. You know, the defense has been pretty consistent for the last couple of years, even the bad down years for the Panthers. To where, you know, at some point they were keeping the Panthers in the game uh, until you know just that third, fourth quarter when the defense is on the field for a long time. That second half can really come back and get them uh, just from them being fatigued, them being tired. Uh, the offense definitely took a step up with Steve Wilkes. Um, you know. With there was that stat that went around that I think what Matt Rule was like one in twenty seven if the opponent scored seventeen points. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and that's what the Broncos were this year. The Broncos virtually probably the worst offense in the NFL mm-hmm. for twenty twenty two with Nathaniel Hackett, who just got hired as an offensive coordinator for the Jets. I gotta say something <laughs> about that later. But um, but they there was a point to where they would have won eight more games if they only scored like sixteen or seventeen points in a game, which mm-hmm. is just crazy. Shows you that the. Defense does good. Defense keeps you in the game, but you do need an <laughs> offense to score points. And that's the thing. The Panthers already have an established defense. Yep. So what do you need right now? You need somebody that can go and kind of boost that offense. I also probably feel like Reich can develop Darnold a little bit better mm-hmm. um, than Wilkes or his supporting staff, just, you know, with Reich being a former quarterback and everything. Yeah. And also, like, you know, a big thing was, oh, well, Wilkes won over the locker room and all of that thing. Well, it's like Reich... Reich has an established history here. Yeah. You know, he played for the Panthers. His whole family's in Charlotte. Um, fun fact, I had public speaking at App State with his niece. Uh, <laughs> but, um, and I think if you're a good coach, you're a good coach. You can win over the locker room yeah. just with no, your, your, your mindset. So I, I, I don't think that really plays into the decision. No, and that, and that was a that was a big thing with me, too, with Wilkes. I mean, I, of course I wanted Wilkes. I think a lot of Panther fans wanted Wilkes. Uh, but it, uh, I think it was just, we also, it was kind of recency bias as well. Um, I'm not mad at the Reich hiring. I, if it wasn't Steve Wilkes, I wanted to be Frank Reich. Uh, but it was just nice seeing a coach come in and rally the locker room after just, you know, seasons of you can just tell there's like – there is no identity. I think that's been the big, biggest issue. I mean, you have these reporters and analysts. You have these commentators during games when the Panthers come up. A lot of the a lot of things uh, were said, but the one thing that was the same across all these different minds and all these different analysts was, what is the Panthers' identity? 
And I think, uh, you know, Steve Wilkes finally brought some kind of identity to the Panthers during his six and uh, six and six interim stint with the Carolina Panthers uh, this past season. Uh, Don't go anywhere. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to continue this Frank Reich talk because there's a lot of stuff we need to talk uh, talk about, a lot of stuff we need to break down. And uh, what does Frank Reich mean to the future of the Carolina Panthers, which, you know. It has to be trending up in some way because they've been down in the dumps for a few seasons in a row. Don't go anywhere. This is the Uptown Sports Crowd on Fox Sports Radio Charlotte. And now back to more of the Uptown Sports Crowd on Fox Sports Radio Charlotte 94.7. Move aside and let the man go through. Let the man go through. Move aside and let the man go through. Let the man go and we're back on the Uptown Sports Crowd. Mackie Gallagher here. Ben Cole with you as well. Thank you for tuning in on this wonderful Sunday morning. It's hard to believe that there are only three total NFL games left for the rest of the season. We got the AFC Championship game, the NFC Championship game, and then, of course, the Super Bowl two weeks after tomorrow. Don't forget about the Pro Bowl. No, ah, I forget <laughs> about that every week, oh, every yeah. year. I do not care about the Pro Bowl. Me neither. Are are you a fan of any All-Star game really? Uh no. 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 Yeah, I'm saying like All-Star games just don't really, really just don't really do. It. I like the NBA like three-point and slam dunk contests. All those slam dunk contests aren't The the three-point contest is probably the best sports All-Star festivity. Yeah. It's just fun. It, yeah. it comes down to the wire. But nothing else. Nothing that, else really. Yeah. All-Star games are kind of losing its flair. They are. And did they ever have one in the first place? <gasps> Who knows. I do kind of like the NHL All-Star week is pretty bad but i do like their skill competitions like fastest shot Mm -hmm. and stuff like that That that's cool how do they do how do they rank the fastest shot they literally you skate up wind ups hit it and they basically just so is that it's the fastest in terms of the velocity of the puck yeah yeah yeah. okay i didn't know if it was like the fastest like they just have a radar gun like baseball okay cool 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 learn something new every day uptown sports crowd every sunday morning from 9 to 10 a.m on fox sports radio charlotte 94 7 fm 1660 a.m find us online at foxsportsradioshow.com before the break we were talking about the panthers new head coach acquisition and that is frank reich former head coach of the indianapolis colts until he was let go earlier this past season or i guess this season and uh jeff saturday the former player with no head coaching experience took over now frank reich uh like I said before the break, my my choice for head coach if Steve Wilkes didn't get the job. 40-33-1 is his final record as head coach for the Indianapolis coach or Indianapolis Colts, excuse me. Not I mean, not too bad. A lot of the thing that kind of irked me as a fan, you know, I was tweeting about the new head coach signing, and you know, you have people come out the woodworks, reply to your tweets. What did Steve Wilkes do? He's six and six. I'm tired of mediocrity. I'm tired of being just barely 500 or barely above 500. Nothing against Frank Reich, but if you're going to use that logic with me, 40, 33, and one is just a few games away from yeah. that 500 marker. So you, uh, you're degrading. You also have to acknowledge the fact that Wilkes would have had two extra win and eh, one extra win if, you know, you can make a field goal against the Falcons. That that is true, and that that's crazy how bad that field goal came back to to bite us for the rest of the season. Yeah, the the only game, and even this one, you know, there were a lot of mistakes committed by the the team in general. So you don't have a lot of control as a coach. But the only other one you could really fault Wilkes for was was the Bucks, was yeah. the Bucks game. You go up fourteen nothing as a coach, you know. Got to close that out. You do got to close that out. And I'm with you. The Bucks game was one of probably one of the deciding factors into do we bring back Steve Wilkes as the full-time or permanent head coach. 
Uh, I got to defend him a little bit. I mean, you know, J.C. Horn was out. Dante Jackson has been out. Uh, I definitely think J.C. Horn being out is more of a game changer than Dante Jackson being out. But, I mean, that just goes to show you how important that uh, DB, that cornerback position is, especially when you're going up against a Mike Evans-type wide receiver. And, I mean, Tom Brady being the vet, being the GOAT, being uh, the person that just knows how to pluck away at the weaknesses of his opponent. I mean, when you're on your when you're starting cornerbacks or your cornerback three and four on the depth chart, you're going to be going after Mike Evans, who's one of the better receivers in the game, one of the only receivers, I believe, the only receiver to have eight straight seasons of 1,000 mm-hmm. receiving yards. Pretty crazy. But uh, And then Sam Darnold also had three turnovers in that game. That was the first game Darnold really was careless with the ball. And I think uh, all Panther fans knew that the Panthers had a chance to make it to the playoffs, had a chance to win every game if Sam Darnold just took care of the ball. Yep. And so it just stinks that that was the first game where he didn't take care of the ball and he gave it away three times. Um. I'm just trying to think because, you know, when Steve Wilkes was named the interim head coach, you know, Dave Tepper said he's going to have to prove he's going to have to prove himself. If he wants the job. He's going to have to perform very well. Six and six. Not horrible. Uh, uh, I think it's good considering the circumstances. You have Matt Rule uh, and the team and like, you know, just the Matt Rule era Panthers looking back on this in a decade is just going to be like, what was that? Yeah. But uh, I mean, Steve, a, a meme indeed. Steve Wilkes came in. Took over a team that he had no say in the roster, yeah, uh, no say in the staff, and then won one more game in less than a full season than Matt Rule has won in any full seasons with the Panthers. Won a few games with P.J. Walker. Won a few games with P.J. Walker. That Hail Mary for that game with yeah. uh, didn't win. But, uh, like, just see, that that happening was great. That alone was a win for the season. It's like, oh, cool, we won <laughs> an exciting game in the end. But, I mean, I'm curious of your opinion. Do you think Steve Wilkes proved himself? Uh, other than, like, you know, you said that Bucks game was might have been the – or I said that might have been the determining factor. But all in all – do you think Steve Wilkes performed well enough to get the job, even uh, though he did not? A hundred percent. I definitely think he did. Like you said, he he probably has a winning record uh, if it's not for just player execution mm-hmm. in a couple of places. Um, and, you know, he won over the locker room. He had the team behind him. They were finally playing with some energy yep. uh, and some confidence. And I think that I, – I think they gave him a chance. And, you know, I think getting the interview and everything and – and all of that showed that he proved himself. I just think it was an unfortunate circumstance having guys like Reich on the market, yeah. uh, Sean Payton on the market. Um, it just, it, it's competitive. No, yeah, the the timing of it probably didn't play in Steve Wilkes' favor. I will, I will go ahead and say this. I'll put this on the record. I'm very happy the Panthers did not move forward with Sean Payton. And I think a lot of Panthers, I think they knew, the front office knew that was going to stir up a lot oh, of, yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and it all comes down to winning. It really does. If Frank Wright comes in here, the whole the goal of every team is to win at least one more game than the year you did before. Panthers won two more games, ended up uh, with seven total wins. Um, after five wins, the last two se- last three seasons, even Robert Rivera's last season had five wins. Um, so seven wins, good thing. I mean, if 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 Wright comes in and you know goes nine and eight first season, I'll be happy. I and just it's. It's one of those. It's just, but if it's one of those things, if like you know, within the first five games, Reich and the Panthers are two and three, it's going to be like, is this is kind of the so, same stuff? So, so that brings me to my question for you. No. Um, <laughs> oh God, is this a test? Right. <laughs> Will this be graded? <laughs> um, what are your like realistic expectations for Reich in his first season, and with the last several years in the history of, you know, the rotating coaches and everything? Mm-hmm. 
how much patience do you give him? What yeah, what is his timetable look like? For no matter, for kind of proving himself. No, I agree with that. No matter what, I always you all like same with players, same with coaches. I mean, this might be a little short, but no matter what in any sport, I feel like you just got to give them a year. Mm. A year. Definitely, now, now, yeah. like at least one year. Now, if if it comes in and you know it's like two and fifteen, maybe is that not. one yeah, year. Yeah, like, yeah. oh my goodness! Like the way Nathaniel Hackett was in Denver, like there was just no improvement at any point during the season. Mm-hmm. And that's how it's similar with Matt Rule. And I think that's what became so frustrating is every single week you just knew that you were not going to win. Yeah, it was going downhill. It was going downhill. Like Steve Wilkes, uh, when he came in, you know, they were scoring points. They were getting stops on defense. They might not have won every game. They got they got there were a couple blown blowouts, like you know, the 49ers, the Bengals this year. Expected. Expected. But it was just when they came in, you could tell that the game planning was, you know, it was actually keeping them in the game. It got them off to a good start to put themselves in a position to win the game just right out the gate. Like, that, and that's my thing. I want Reich to be competitive. That was my number one thing with Matt Rule. If you're a head coach and you're competitive every game, um, like, say the Panthers lose five or six games, but they're all within seven touchdowns or seven points, all within a touchdown, all within a field goal. That is a problem that has to be addressed. You got to be able to win these close games when it mm-hmm. comes down. Uh, late in the game throughout the season, but a good start is okay. Your coach is still and your coach Keeping is still putting the, the team in the game, giving you a chance to win in the final two minutes, the final three or four minutes. So at least a year, I think. Uh, and I think a deciding factor for Frank Reich is, as well is the possible staff that he has coming in behind him. And and that's one thing I will maybe eh, not fault Wilkes for, but McAdoo is. You know, I I would. But I mean, that. was it confirmed that he said that McAdoo was going to be his offensive coordinator moving and forward? And that's the thing. I don't think necessarily. I think it was just kind of the staff he was kind of left with. He was left uh, exactly once again. And I, I know you're not. But, like but this is the thing. We don't know what was said in the interviews. But you know, if they're asking kind of questions like, "All right, who's your OC?" Oh, that's be? definitely yeah. You know, so I say if he did say McAdoo, oof, that was your fault. Yeah. But once again, <laughs> he came in and uh, he came in and was the interim coach of a team that he did not have a say in the staff. And yeah. McAdoo turned it around once Steve Wilkes that's came true. over. Like. And I and one thing I liked about McAdoo is he was very he was very vocal and honest about and held himself accountable about when he wasn't performing well. Like there was a few post game press conferences, some press conferences through the week where he said, I, "My job is to make this offense more creative, so that way it's not as easily identified what we're running." Yeah, I mean, and I think you guys season, were one of the last that. place teams in like motion. Yeah, plays. That, that was when Rule was still here because I remember we yeah, talked about that because it was like, "Oh, this is a basic Big Ten." Dull offense. Yeah, and then now predictable. And then, and then once Wilkes came in, you had tight ends going from side to side. You have DJ Moore in motion in the backfield. And, you started getting uh, Blackshear, the third uh, third string running back, involved in uh, the motion game. And and just real quick, because I mentioned Matt Rule, and we're kind of talking about reflecting on this whole yeah. situation. Give credit to Wilkes just for his character mm-hmm. and handling the situation. I mean, you go and look and compare when Matt Rule left. He was going on podcasts and shows. He yeah. didn't want to come to the Uptown Sports Crowd. Um, <laughs> we reached out. Yeah. But he was just deflecting, playing the blame game, playing just yep. excuse game, and it was childish. No, exactly. It was college coaching. And <laughs> Wilkes, you know, just accepted the outcome of this situation very professionally. Mm-hmm. And uh, – I think just that speaks volumes. No, it does, and and you saw immediately uh, an immediate change in character at the head coach position when Steve Wilkes came in and took over for Matt Rule, uh, who was let go by David Tepper. My and 
I think the I think the staff that's behind the head coaches is a huge it's a huge part of uh, the the hiring decision, which it should be. I also read an article by Joe Pearson, uh, covers the Panthers for the Athletic, who said, and Kellen Moore told his Cowboys coworkers and his Cowboys staff that he was the runner up for the head coaching position. Interesting. That and that I made do, no sense to me. That I don't get. And that if Steve well, Wilkes wasn't the runner up, actually, I will say I do get it because, like I said earlier, I think Tepper had his mind made he that this was going to be an offensive team going forward. Mm-hmm. So it does make sense in that process. It's like, okay, who's the next best offensive mind minded guy? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, Kellen and, Moore. And, and I will say this. I mean, I want the Panthers to be in the playoffs next season. The Panthers have to be in the playoffs within the next two years. Have to? They have to. If they're not in the playoffs within the next two years, their last playoff game— Barring contingencies. Bar, like I mean, injury, like, barring, injuries, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. But, like, if everything just stays the course— I mean, the last playoff game was, like, January 2nd or 3rd, 2017, when yeah. Cam Newton lost at home to the New Orleans Saints with his main receivers being Kalen Clay, Brent Burson— and Devin Funches, they have not been in the playoffs since. 20, January of 2017, we are now, we have just crossed the six-year mark. It doesn't help when you're, like, in a rebuild within a rebuild. It, and, that's, and that's the thing, too. But, you know, you have, you re-signed DJ Moore. You let Stephon Gilmore and Hassan Reddick walk, which, I mean, like, yeah, they were demanding a lot of money. They are uh, veterans older in the league. But, I mean, they were just ranked by PFF as the best free agent signings. And, you know, Hassan Reddick is balling with the Eagles, who's in the NFC Championship. Yep. And an issue with the Panthers is you need another edge mm-hmm. on the other side of Brian Burns. If the whole issue, if the whole thing with the Panthers is all you need is a quarterback and a better head coach, mainly speaking with the head coach from the Matt Rule era, if all you, and then when Steve Wilkes came here, all you need is a quarterback. When you hire Frank Reich, who is an offensive head coach, who is also known for his success with quarterbacks that might not be, you know, big names at the position, the Carson Wentz's, the Phillip Rivers as he was going out. Both top 10 offenses under Reich. And, and that speaks volumes. That does speak volumes. And like that make, and that makes me happy with the Reich signing. If Steve Wilkes could almost make the playoffs with P.J. Walker and Sam Darnold, if Sam Darnold comes back and you still have Matt Corral, who you know missed all of last season with an injury, but I'm still interested to see what Matt Corral has. I'm not saying he is the guy a starter. I just wish we could have saw him this season. You know when you know PJ Walker uh, was having his little stint. But if if your thing is having a good a good offense with a mediocre quarterback, and the general consensus is that the Panthers have a good system for him, the Panthers have a pretty a pretty well-rounded team minus the quarterback, minus the tight end. Then you should make you the playoffs. Sh- I think you should make the playoffs in the next two years, it, at least. It is true. And the biggest thing for me, actually, uh, you know, siding with that argument, is the state of the division. I was just about the to get to The division's weak. No, and that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. And, 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 and that was another uh, thing that someone said to me was, how do you not make the playoffs? Or the, I said Steve Wilkes had the Panthers in the playoff co- uh, conversation in early January. When was the last time the Panthers were in the co- playoff conversation past Halloween? And they were like, well, yeah, the state of the division is like, that's not a lot to say, saying he's in the playoff division when the division leader had eight, uh, went eight of nine. And I was like, yeah, with the last head coach, that's three more wins yeah. than what the Panthers had all season, if that's the horrible state of the division. And I'm like, and honestly, in the NFL, you need to be better than three teams. <laughs> All you need to do is be better than three teams and you get in. 
It's true. It's, I mean, it's a pretty stupid statement, but that's it's facts. You can be the worst team, one of the worst teams in the NFL, but if the other three teams are worse than you, hey, you're playing the divisional round. You're playing in the wild card round. And so when you're signed to a four-year deal, which Frank Reich was, thank goodness the lesson was learned and not given out a seven-year co- uh, contract to a head right. coach. But if you're on a four-year deal, you have to be in the playoffs by year two. Yeah, that's only two years into your contract. But at that point, you're going on year seven or eight of the franchise not making it to the playoffs. When for the last years, all we've been hearing is we need a quarterback, we need a quarterback. It's true. I I really think this is like the Panthers getting – this is similar to the Giants getting Dable. Mm-hmm. I, I really do think this is like the turning point. Yeah, for the I'm Carolina not mad Panthers. at signing at all. No, no. And that's what I was saying. I think, I think it was going to be a win-win regardless. Yeah. Of uh, who was hired, but I, I truly think this is the start of the true rebuild and turning mm-hmm. point for the Panthers. No, and I th- that's the frustrating thing too. The rebuild that was supposed to happen started two or three years ago, but then it's just been even more of a rebuild. But I mean, the Panthers are they going to resign Burns? I hope so. Should they got DJ Moore? They got their wide receiver one locked. Deontay, There's weapons. Yeah, Deontay Foreman and Chuba Hubbard. I mean, they came out. Are they going to be the best duo in the league? Probably not, but they came out and showed you that they can do their job and run the ball, move the ball. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all the Panthers' losses came uh, under Steve Wilkes, came in games where they didn't rush for more than 100 rushing yards. Every game they had more than 100 rushing yards, won. And so, I mean, you got to establish the run game. Uh, I mean, the Frank Reich having a top-10 offense with Phillip Rivers and Carson Wentz, that's very enticing to me Uh, because I feel like, you know, Sam Darnold, if that's who the Panthers go with. I mean, are we? what's going to happen in the draft? Are the Panthers going to trade up from pick number nine, go after C.J. Stroud, go after Bryce Young? What are the Bears going to do? Are the Bears going to trade back? Are they sticking with Fields? I personally think they should. Fields has nothing around them, but this year he has shown that he can throw the ball, he can yeah. run the ball. So there's a lot of, like you said, there's a lot of contingencies, a lot of moving uh, pieces. A lot of moving pieces. But, no, if you're Frank Reich, you need to be in the playoffs in your second season or by your second season, in my opinion. Bold statement. It is. I mean, it's not a bold statement. It's really just, I mean, you have a fan base who is tired. You have a fan base who wanted Steve Wilkes. I mean, a lot of people are happy with Reich as well. but And and that's the thing, too, because if if Reich doesn't make the playoffs, if Reich isn't as successful starting out, I mean, four-year deal, you have to, like, you got to build your staff, have your first year. I mean, what is he going to say with David Tepper if, if he fumbles the bag on another head coaching hire? It's not winning the Super Bowl. Every team wants to win the Super Bowl. You, we just got to get. We're talking about playoffs. Mm-hmm. We're talking about playoffs. We just need to get. Talking there. about just being better than the league average. Just being better than the league average. I mean, this division is still like there is no signs of this division getting that much better. And that was the thing coming in. The Panthers could have easily won the division. It was going to be between the easily. Bucks. And the, it was going to be between the Bucks and the Panthers since before Week One, and then get off to a one and four start. Like if that happens with Reich as the head coach, that's going to be so deflating. To the team, to the fan base, just another year. Another I don't commitment. think it will. I don't think. I don't think that will happen. But I don't know. I mean, are you with the playoffs? Do you think that? I mean, it's a must if Wright gets in the playoffs in the first two years. I What's personally, a must? oh, it he is. Gets a, into the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's at this stage where you are. Yeah, it's a reasonable expectation. It is a very reasonable expectation, and it's also cool with the connection that Frank Reich has to. Uh, to Carolina, you know, he's the first person to throw a pass in the Panthers uniform, first person to throw a passing touchdown in the Panther uniform. 
I mean, this is a fairly new franchise still for what the state of the league is. I mean, it's been around since 1994, 1995, technically. Uh, but, I mean, it's them and the Jaguars are the two newest uh, NFL franchises. And, then you know, the Jaguars are starting to look a little decent. Now it's time for the Panthers' time. Uh, but also, I mean, but for real, though, shout out to Steve Wilkes. He posted, you know, he posted a statement on Twitter once uh, it was announced he didn't get the job. Showed that character that you talked about earlier. Um, he was a defensive coordinator 2013 through 2015, uh, the time where the Panthers have evidently made the uh, Super Bowl. But that was also the first time or the first first stretch that any NFC South uh, division team won the division more than two years in a row. So, I mean, this NFC South division has always been a very competitive, very gritty division. And so Frank Reich, third head coach in the last year. For the Panthers. Let's see if he see can get happens. it done. Let's see if he can get it done. Good luck. Uh, good luck, Frank Reich. We're rooting for you. We are. We are. If you did this well with the Colts and Phillip Rivers and uh, Carson Wentz uh, and Andrew Luck, obviously. Then you can make Sam Darnold look like, I don't know, something good. Make him look like 2022 Joe Burrow. That's who we're going to talk about when we come back after the break. We're going to preview these NFC and AFC championship games. Don't go anywhere. This is the Uptown Sports Crowd on Fox Sports Radio Charlotte. It's the Uptown Sports Crowd on Fox Sports Radio Charlotte. Had to come in with one of uh, Ben's favorite songs. Why do you why do you like this song? I mean, it's not I'm not it's a great song, but every time I'm like, do you have a song you wanna listen to? Do you have a song you wanna throw on? You're like, Babo O'Reilly, man, throw it on. <laughs> uh for a couple of reasons actually. One, my guitar teacher for several years, uh, John, shout out John. He his favorite band was The Who. The Who. Also, more importantly to me, sorry John. <laughs> the Rangers uh, opening song that they skate out to is Babbo O'Reilly. And when we were making our playoff run last year and we were in the conference finals and it was a game day and, you know, Rangers Twitter was just playing Babbo O'Reilly and then you'd get turn on the game and Babbo O'Reilly's playing and the guys are skating out and the lights are going everywhere in Madison Square Garden. Oh, that atmosphere was just, it was electric through the TV. It was, and the playoff atmosphere in any sport is just fantastic. I love the NFL playoffs. NHL playoffs gets crazy. NBA playoffs. It's always the second round that kind of, kind of they kind of lose me. I wish the first round was still like best of five or best of three. Because mm-hmm. um, having three seven-game rounds is just crazy. Then the finals being seven rounds. Is hockey like that? Is it best of seven it's best in all of seven series? every round. It's the same format as the NBA. Gotcha. Um, but no, that's uh, that's cool. It's a great song. It gets you hype. Uh and I'm sure that song, you know, with the piano playing and that, dun, 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 yeah. and all the lights going. Mass Square Garden, of course, very cool venue. My uh, side note: um, me and my dad, we listened to a lot of classic rock. I'm sure if I'm sure everybody our age and their dad listened to a lot of classic rock. And we would be in the car, and he would always ask us who sings this song. Like he he was quizzing us. Like is it Six? Mm-hmm. Is it James Taylor? Is it Chicago? Is it Eddie Money? And every time a song by the Who came on. He was like, who sings this song? I might have already said this on the show, but I don't care. It's one of my favorite stories. And I'll be like, I don't know. We would just keep guessing. Like, who sings this song? And we, me and my brother would just keep guessing. And they'll be like, no. Who sings this <laughs> song? You know, the who? And then he would just laugh. And I'm just like, I'm like take this child lock off, Dad. I'm getting out of the car. <laughs> but no, yeah, dad jokes. Ronnie Gallagher was the king of dad jokes. We just talked about the Frank Reich hiring. And uh, for the new head coach, or for the, he is the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Um, very excited for it. 
think it was a good call. If it wasn't Steve Wilkes, I wanted to be Frank Reich. Um, Agreed. And I'm like, and it's not even. Like, I'm not even saying that Steve Wilkes was the absolute best candidate for the job. It's just it's it's those intangibles. It was just nice nice seeing the locker room rally around mm-hmm. him, and that's that's really what won me over. You could see the team playing differently under him, and I'm just happy you got, that there's you can't some kind have of it both ways. Can't I mean, have it. You can't, can't see have the your future. Cake and eat it too, man. Yeah, yeah. But uh, there is another. There's some other football stuff happening. I think I don't know. I don't pay attention. There's <laughs> some just some useless games in the NFL. They don't even decide anything. Not I at know, all. I don't know why everybody's making a big deal about the NFC and AFC championship game. I just want everybody to have fun. No. What, boo. Boo. Was that booing my joke? It was booing you. <laughs> I'm used <laughs> even to it. worse. <laughs> it was. I'm used to it. It's like, like me and Ben both both uh, host trivia, and Ben probably I don't know if you're crowd likes you or not uh mine don't but every time i read a question and if i say a category like this is what this round's category will be or if everybody thinks it's one answer and i say it's a different answer they'll like boo me yeah do they do the same thing to you oh 100 percent. yeah or if like it's a themed round yeah. and you just start off with that first question and no one understands and they just look at you like you're speaking boo. german and then yeah there's like boo I'm Make a, it easier. I already give the Venmo already hit, bro. I don't care. Y'all right? can boo me all you want. <laughs> I'm here on my own time now. No, I'm just kidding. I love hosting trivia. We got the Bengals versus the Chiefs to determine who will represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. In, in the, uh, Burrowhead. In Burrowhead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see that they're changing the name. So for those that don't know, Kansas City Stadium is Arrowhead. But the Cincinnati fans are like, bro, let's get creative. Our quarterback's <laughs> name ends with Row. Burrowhead, let's do it. Gosh, I'm just kidding. If I could think is, of a unique thing to just a little jab at my opponent, I would. Right. That is not something I would ever recommend doing before the game happened. It's a huge I don't care game. what happened in the past. I don't care what happened in the past. You do not make that statement until ma- you win again. That's what I'm saying. If you If you lose this game, that's all they're going to come back to is that. And yep. just look at it. You have the and then so we said the Bengals Chiefs in the AFC. We have the 49ers Eagles in the NFC. Now, looking at these four teams, are you surprised? Is, is there a team that surprises you being in here? Really not surprised at all. Of course, we all kind of thought the Bills might yeah, be in there. I'm saying, but I'm they surpri- hadn't yeah. they hadn't, you know, really done anything yet no. to prove that they belong. They right. didn't I'm, show up again. But I'm, sorry. I'm not surprised. I'm surprised that the Bengals are in it for a second straight year. Yeah, a little. Uh, I thought the Bills would be facing the Chiefs. But honestly, like, I mean, when you think about it, Joe Burrow has, in his two years as a starter, full starter, not, you know, he injured his or towards ACL his rookie season. I mean, he's been playing he's been at that guy. He's been that guy. He is him. He is him. <laughs> I mean, and uh, you know he he has an undefeated record record against Patrick Mahomes, and you know three and that's that's just fuel in the fire. Three and two, side. yeah, two in the regular season, one in the AFC Championship game last year. All of his wins are by only three points. All three of his wins are by three points. So these games between Toy. the Chiefs and the Bengals are they they they're, they're tight. <laughs> tight, 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 tight. Man, but, so go ahead. I was just gonna say, let's get right into it. Who do you think? Who do you think wins both games? <sighs> Uh, I know. Questions. <laughs> Why are you asking me questions on a show where we're supposed to give our thoughts and talk about stuff? <laughs> it's very rude. Don't do it again. Um, no. Chiefs, Bengals. Let's start with the early game first. 49ers, Eagles. Mm-hmm. I'll go after you. Okay. <laughs> I want the 49ers to win. Of course, I want to see Christian McCaffrey in the Super Bowl. Wow, bias. 
Oh, 100%. I don't I think this will be the game that Brock Purdy can't come out on top. I agree. I literally have in my notes Brock Purdy run ends here. No, not a bad <laughs> not, thing. The no. fact that he is here. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. There you go, man. Last Good job. Pick, I mean, but with him and this team, and that, that's what makes this 49ers, uh, Kyle Shanahan, West Coast offense so unique. You can plug in quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't been playing the best. He's been playing the, the he's been pl- doing everything you've asked for by not turning the ball over. I We have said that week in and week out ever since we started talking about Brock Purdy. But I believe against the Eagles, you are going to have to score touchdowns. There's no, Brock Purdy has scored touchdowns plenty in the past. I mean, the, the his first playoff game, that had like three pa- passing touchdowns. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the last game against the Cowboys, though, exactly. that was just him just making sure he's getting first downs, making sure that he's not giving the ball away to the Cowboys, which that's what Dak Prescott did to the 49ers. But in the NFC Championship game against the Eagles, who has clearly been the best team in the NFL this season, you're going to have to be on the offense. So just real quick follow-up question, and yes, this is a leading question. You're, you're saying, if I'm not mistaken, if the 49ers are to win this game, they need to... They need to score a lot of points on offense. I am, yes. <laughs> I am. Offense wins games. Offense wins. <laughs> no, no, I'm just if kidding. If you've been following the Uptown Sports Ground, me and Ben have a weekly debate about what's more important, the offense or the defense. <laughs> I've always been a defensive guy. Frank Wright's first interview with the Panthers, he said you have to have a good defense. You can't win games without a defense. Okay, we're not. We're done. We're but, done. But we're done. no, I, I agree. No, I, I said I, we're done. <laughs> I agree. I think the defense is going to have to keep the Niners in this game, but... If they play like like you said, if the offense plays like they did against the Cowboys last week, I think the Brock Purdy train ends here. Um, and especially, you know, birds are at home. Eagles offense firing on all cylinders when they, you know, were well rested. Mm-hmm. I just I just don't see them losing. They have too much momentum. They they do have a lot of momentum. Uh, you know, took out your Giants. I'm kind of expected. No offense. But. Uh, yeah. One real quick, just because you brought it up. Yeah. I loved Dable's decision making all year, except for choosing to punt on he, his own 40 yeah, he had a weird in the punt. fourth quarter down 28-7 like that that was your last chance yeah that if was you a, score on that drive there was like 11 and a half minutes left yeah if you score on that drive you have a chance what are yeah. you doing punting the ball out of like resp- out of you know fear of your no, ego I agree being with you. That, that was like the only thing dable has done all season where uh, i'm just like uh-huh. oh i was seated oh yeah I was seated. but anyways yeah expected expected the john the eagles are just too good brock purdy does need to i think he's been doing everything you've needed him to do since becoming a quarterback now it's like all right you're in the nfc championship game you're one step away from the super bowl we're gonna have to have we're, you're gonna need to make plays but and when i say that though he kind of has been already he has made some good throws, and that was the thing that stuck out to me when Purdy. Uh, like, I know a lot of people are like, "This is gonna be Purdy's end." People want him to fail because they're tired of hearing about it. They're tired, and that's no, lame. That that is lame. You're you're the you're you are the last pick in the draft. People call you Mister Irrelevant, and now that you're making a run with a team, yeah, he has a good team around him. Every quarterback dreams of having. Every <laughs> yeah. fan should dream of having a great team where we can plug in anybody at quarterback and win a game. Yeah, so, it's also like if we're gonna bring that argument, I can't help but bring up Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean, dude, he has had a a good team around him basically his entire exactly. career at least not a coach i just don't get know? people who like aren't fa- who they're, they're a fan of an nfl team but it's not like a 49ers rival i mean like if you're a fan of a rivalry team you want them to just fail nonstop. that's <laughs> just course. that's what sports is but brock purdy i mean it would be cool to see him actually be like it would be cool to see brock purdy be Very the one cool. to take down the eagles yeah but i mean my, my i think it's gonna be fairly high scoring personally i'm gonna say 31 24 
is the final score. Eagles come out on top, although I don't want them to come out on top. We go 31-17 Eagles. 31-17. So we both have the Eagles. Mm-hmm. I think it will be a good I think uh I think it will be I think it will be a good game. I don't think I think I mean there might be stretches of the game where you know someone's up two possessions of course, but I think at some point in the fourth quarter it's going to be a one possession game and whoever is down is going to have the ball in their hands for a chance to win. Now when they okay. do they do that? No, but I do think this will come down to the end. The, now transitioning over to Bengals Chiefs, I think this game is going to be amazing. I think this might Me be too. somewhat on the level of like you know the Bills Chief playoff games in the last couple mm-hmm. years. Um Burrow uh, this is a crazy stat to me. Patrick Mahomes, six years as a starter, hosting a six AFC championship game at home at Arrowhead slash Burrowhead. And then you have Joe Burrow, who's in his second full season as a or third full season as a starter, second full season actually playing due to no injury. And then he is in his second straight AFC championship game against the same opponent in the same place that happened last season. And obviously lost in the Super Bowl to the Rams last year. But I mean, you have... You have four very young QBs in the championship game, which I love. Like Me I too. love the new QBs that are coming in to the NFL. New generation. The new generation. It's fun because uh, QB play has kind of been weird this year. But, I mean, last week, every, every QB was under the age of, what, like 26? Um, makes me feel like I'm doing a lot with my life. <laughs> uh, but, no, Chiefs, Bengals. This one, I don't really mind who wins. I'm a Mahomes guy. I would love to see him win. Uh, but I just love what Burrow is doing right now. And with Cincinnati kind of, you know, they've had success in the past. Even under Andy Dalton, they were making the playoffs pretty consistently. Mm-hmm. But they just haven't won. Then you have Joe Burrow come in, number one pick. And if he could take you to two Super Bowls in his three years, ooh! Yeah, ooh! Yeah, I'm with you. I don't really mind who wins. I just, I'm hoping for a good game. But if I had to go with the decision, like my gut is saying, and I'm and I'm always on a person to say, don't go against your gut. But my gut is think, saying, Chiefs win because they're at home and they just, you know, they're not going to lose again. Mahomes is going to lose again, but he's a little banged up. I know he's not limping, but I think mm-hmm. I'm a little worried about the Chiefs O-line. They can't rely yeah. on Mahomes magic every drive. I think the Bengals win. I think the Bengals win the Super Bowl. I think the Bengals win the Super Bowl. Okay. I'm. We're going to take one. We're, we're going to take a break because I need time to process what my response will be because that, that's a. That's a strong statement. Don't go anywhere. Uptown Sports Crowd coming back for one more segment, continuing this AFC Championship game talk right after these commercials. Uptown Sports Crowd on Fox Sports Radio, Charlotte. We are currently talking about the AFC Championship game. I think that will be the most entertaining game of the two uh, this weekend, or actually today. Um, But with Joe Burrow, with the Cincinnati Bengals, with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, does this game mean anything for either quarterback if they lose, other than just not making it to the Super Bowl? uh, Will their legacy be like... Yeah, is this a taint on their legacy? No. No, no. I, I've heard I've heard one argument mainly for Mahomes because he's been in the league a little longer. That he's almost kind of like the LeBron. Yeah, like, yeah, like, like it's just like get, how, can you get over the hurdle? Right, and that's my thing. I, but also they've they've won, so they have won. <laughs> I think, uh, and I mean, just getting to the AFC Championship game, it might, it might hurt a little bit. Just being like, can Mahomes get that get those win? He obviously has. But if Burrow beats him two years in a row in the AFC Championship game. Is that something? But 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 real quick. But also, Mahomes is the Chiefs. Mahomes, no, one hundred percent. That's the thing that too. Is tr- that that's a very good point. Yeah, like Mahomes is Joe Burrow 
is a huge part of the Bengals, but you know, you got Joe Mixon who has some crazy games. You got T. Higgins and Jamar Chase who are performing very yeah. consistently with some of the is, best receivers. And Mahomes is putting up like the same numbers without Tyreek Hill. Without exactly. Like he is the Chiefs. That's but yeah, anyways. No, I agree with that. That's a, that was a very good point. No, I agree with that completely. Uh I definitely think Joe Burrow has passed Josh Allen as uh, he's number as, two as AFC or as the AFC quarterback. NFL. NFL. Yeah, he's number two. I, I agree. Well, uh, well, that's the thing. Like the Bills are good, but it's just like with Josh Allen, like against the Bengals, it's just. I mean, with your offense, you should be doing way more than that. Mm-hmm. And he's got he's gotten pretty careless with the ball too. Reason that's the thing this year. A lot more turnovers this year than last season, and no quarterback can really win that many games unless you um, if you turn the ball over that much. If you're not named Trevor Lawrence. But uh, I'm going. I'm going to roll with the Chiefs on this one. I don't okay. think the Chiefs lose. I don't think Mahomes loses back-to-back seasons in the AFC Championship game against the Fair. same opponent. Um, so I'm going to go Chiefs, Eagles, and I'm going to I'm going to take the Chiefs all the way. I th- the Eagles have been the best team. I don't think the Eagles will win. That's the I I kind of agree, but that's what I think is cool about you know these championship games is I think. I wouldn't be surprised if any of these teams no, won. No, any four of these teams can win. There's a yeah. few things that one team has to do more, that they have to focus on more, that is a weakness, and it's a strength on the other uh, on the other side of the ball. But I'm very I'm very satisfied with this AFC and NFC Championship game Me matchup. Too. I like all four teams. Personally, uh, I would like to see 49ers Chiefs. I'm not going to be mad if I see Jalen Hurts advance. I'm not going to be mad if I see Joe Burrow advance, so on and so forth. Me neither. We'll say. Yeah, I could totally see the Chiefs winning. Would not be surprised at all. They've only lost once at home. We'll say it's interesting. Vegas, we know how good Vegas is. And the Chiefs are only favored by a point and a half at home, which means Vegas thinks the Bengals are the better team because you get like two or three points just for being the home team. So Vegas is riding with the Bengals. Something to keep in mind. I'm excited for today. (laughs) Let's do it. Let's do it. Football Sunday, NFC, AFC Championship Sunday. Sorry, Lila. Yeah, we, yeah, I'm being in front of the TV all day. We appreciate you spending the morning of this glorious football day with us. My name is Mackie Gallagher. Ben Cole is sitting right here. Uh, we are live every single Sunday from 9 to 10. You can stream our podcast of the show on Spotify, any app or platform used to watch po- or listen to podcasts. Anytime, just search the Uptown Sports Crowd. For Ben Cole, my name is Mackie Gallagher. We will see you next Sunday, bright and early at 9 a.m. Enjoy some football today. Goodbye.